My name is Marius Mazin, and I have the privilege of serving uh, as a pastor in Metanoia Church in southeastern part of Romania. I am um, so grateful for the invitation your pastor, Ray, gave to me uh, that I can preach to you. And I'm really amazed uh, by the technology that allows me to be here in Romania and preach to you all the way in Ottawa, Canada. I pray that one day uh, God will give, you, give me the, the joy of seeing your faces and worship uh, the Lord together with you. This morning, I would like to ask you to open God's word with me in the New Testament, the book of Jude. And we will be looking together at the first two verses of this amazing and rich uh, letter. But before I am going to read these verses, let me uh, tell you about William Tyndale. Uh, who was the first who translated the Bible in English. He was betrayed by his best friend and confidant, Henry Phillips, who gave Tyndale in the hands of the imperial authorities in 1535. Uh, one year later, in 1536, he was accused of heresy and condemned to death by burning at stake. His last words were, O oh God, open the king of England's eyes to see. And he died after that. Many consider his death tragic and in vain. But only four years later, after he was martyred, the King of England authorized the Bible to be published in four different translations, one of them having Tyndale's name. And so the Bible got into the hands of the people. And hundreds of years after that, maybe you are one of the beneficiary of his work and his fight for faith. God needs this kind of people who are ready to risk their own lives for what really matters. And we'll see that what really matters is faith. Let me read to you these two verses of Jude 1 and 2. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ, and brother of, Jesus, of, of James. To those who are called, beloved in God, the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. What amazing, what an amazing uh, uh, passage in the Bible. In his letter, he, a Jude, is calling his readers to fight for the faith that was given to the saints once and for all. And I invite you to look with me at these two verses of this amazing letter, trying to identify the portrait of a fighter for faith. I pray this will be an encouragement for all of you who will find yourself in this description, understanding that God is confirming your fight for what really matters. But I also pray for those who will realize that they have nothing to do with this description. I pray you will find this as another opportunity from God to repent and receive his sufficient grace. So what does a fighter for faith look like? And the first thing I want to say is that his identity is defined by his relationship with Jesus Christ. Jude introduces himself as a servant of Jesus Christ. Actually, the term used by Jude is stronger than 
a servant. It means slave. Even more, it means the lowest slave of all. At that time, you couldn't have been lower than that. What was considered something to be ashamed of, it is actually a fact presented by Jude as a title of glory and great honor. He also introduces himself as the brother of James. Now, we know there were two men with this name in the New Testament. One was the brother of John, the apostle, and he was uh, uh, beheaded by Herod uh, in Acts 12. The other Jude is the one mentioned in Matthew 13.55. The one who was presented there as the brother of Jesus. It seems very interesting to me that Jude doesn't describe himself as the brother of Jesus. Although this description could give him more credit before his readers. He chooses to not even mention this detail when he introduces himself. Instead, he chooses this title, a slave of Jesus Christ. It is Jude's way of affirming that the spiritual relationship with Jesus was more important than the human one. This is the first thing we see at someone who is a warrior for faith. His identity is defined by his relationship with Jesus Christ. Jude writes to his readers, in the name of Jesus which grants him the authority to write about this fight for faith. For the one who fights for faith, there is nothing more important than his relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when we speak about this fight, there is nothing else more important than this. Fighting for faith means to face strong enemies from the spiritual world. And in the world of the spirits, there is one single name that is feared and recognized. One name alone which, uh, which has authority and which authority really matters. The name of Jesus Christ. Do you remember David and Goliath? Goliath came on the battlefield loaded with his glory of the past battles. He came with his impressive weapons. His huge stature and his words full of arrogance and boldness. Everyone who had seen all of this were scared to death and discouraged to even desire to fight against him. And that was the attitude of the entire army of Israel. David, on the other, on the other hand, went to the battlefield with nothing that would present him as a fearful warrior. He was this boy with fair hair and childish face. His weapons were just a stick and a sling. There's no wonder that his appearance made the entire army of the Philistines laugh. But David went on the battlefield with the strongest weapon possible. And that was the name of the Lord. He said, I come before you in the name of the Lord. And the rest is history. 
The one who fights in the name of the Lord wins and wins always. Dear ones, if you want to have any chance of victory in this fight for faith, you have to understand there that, that this one thing, that, that that one thing that defines you must be your relationship with Jesus Christ, the origin of your family, all of your money and possessions, all the academic titles or experience would never help you at all in this battle for faith. For all of those, for all of those who believe that there are formulas or even statements that we uh, that could secure our victory, I want to tell you that's a lie. The only thing about you that should give you the courage to fight with all of your strength is your relationship with Jesus. And if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that this may be the day when you will get to know him personally. And from this day, you will have an, an identity that flows out of this relationship with Jesus. That is the first quality of a fighter for faith. But I want to see the second thing this morning, and that is that his value comes from the work of Jesus Christ. Jude writes to a specific audience, and he describes his readers with three sentences. Look at me, please, in verse 1. To those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. Those who are called, beloved by God the Father, kept for Jesus Christ. When you read these words, you may be tempted to believe that all of these verbs are used to affirm how valuable we are. But that is not the case. Each verb have has value because the action is done by God himself. We are called by God. He's the one who calls. We do not seek him. We don't want him. We are not interested in God, in knowing God. He's the one who calls. And he's the reason for calling us. And the reason is given further in the verse. Beloved in God the Father. He calls us because we are loved by him. We are not loved by God because we have done something right. Or because we promise that we're going to do something right. That will draw God's love for us. We are loved in God the Father. He is the reason why we are loved. And then, look at me. Kept for Jesus Christ. The Greek term for kept is tereo. And it means watching, guarding, or protecting someone to not be heard but also there is something even greater than this the construction in greek is built in such a way 
that all the statements that were said before are in connection to Jesus Christ. God calls us and he's not taking back his calling because of Jesus Christ. God loves us and he's not changing his mind for us because of Jesus Christ. A real fighter for faith understands that his value is not given by who or she is. Not by his or her performances, but by who Jesus is and by his perfect performance. Let me put it this way. You are very, very precious to God. You are very precious in God's eyes because of Jesus Christ. Your value comes out of this perfect work that Jesus has done for you and me. Your obedience, your morality, your service in the ministry cannot give you any value before God. And that really means that when you started your relationship with Jesus, many years ago maybe, you were as valuable to him as you are today, after many years. And that is very valuable, and that is because of Jesus Christ. And I know that approaching our lives with this mindset that we don't have any value in ourselves, but our value comes from the work of Jesus Christ, it makes us look really, really small. And the world, the world that we are a part of in Canada and Romania doesn't like anything that will makes us look small. And even you, maybe, maybe, maybe there are some of you who are really saddened by what you just heard. That you don't have any value in yourself, but your value comes from the work of Jesus Christ. You are called because of him. You are loved because of him. You are kept because of him. But for all of you who take this fight for faith very, very seriously, I am sure that you feel the same thing that I feel. It is good when I become small and God becomes great. He is big. And when he is big, I'm happy. I'm glad. Because, because when he is big, I have all the chances to get the victory in this fight for faith. Otherwise, it may make me feel good for a while that I'm good and I'm valuable and I'm, 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 I'm great. But that doesn't help me at all in the fight for faith. So remember, if you are a fighter for faith, your value comes from the perfect work of Jesus Christ. And thirdly, His victory is assured by ne the never-failing resources of Jesus Christ. His victory is assured 
by the never-failing resources of Jesus Christ. The only fight that has the victory assured from the very beginning is the fight for faith. All who are fighting for faith have the victory guaranteed. And what gives us this assurance? The presence of the resources we need that are found in Jesus Christ. And please look at me in verse 2. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Do you see these resources? Mercy, peace, and love. All of us who are ready to fight this, this fight for faith will receive mercy, will receive peace, will receive love. Even more, the mercy, peace, and love we receive will continue to multiply as we fight this fight. Because when these resources come from Jesus, they will not fade away in time, but they actually will flourish, will grow more and more. More mercy, more peace, more love. Every day we continue to fight for faith. And if you don't have these resources, the reason is that you may not be fighting the fight for faith. Because for all those who are fighting this fight, God will provide all the resources they need. Not just to survive, but to have victory. And the mercy and the peace and the love that Jesus gives to us. Oh, oh my dear ones, all of these resources will give us the victory every day in every battle we fight. And I pray that this will be true about you as I pray it will be true for me. But I have to be honest with you. As I was preparing for this message, the Holy Spirit just pointed to me all those moments when I didn't have mercy. I didn't want mercy. I thought that I'm good enough that I don't need mercy. And I didn't have mercy to give to others. I was more judgmental. I was more condemning others than giving mercy to them as I received mercy from Jesus. I discovered myself in many, many instances that I didn't have peace. And I couldn't give peace to others. I was a troublemaker instead of being a peacemaker. And what can I say about love? Just a few days ago, um, our board of elders just made a decision that we're going to uh, have an extended time of prayer and fasting so that we're going to hear God's voice about the future of our ministry. We want to hear from him so badly. But before we're going to hear from him speaking to us, we understand that we have to confess anything, anything that can, can block this, this uh, uh, encounter with the Lord. 
to hear his voice. There, there are things that can block his voice. We don't hear him. We don't see him. And one of the things that the Lord pointed into my life was my lack of love. My love is so many times that worldly love. It's not the love described by Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, 7. My love doesn't cover all. Doesn't forgive all. Doesn't believe. Doesn't hope. When I had to repent. And my joy is that whenever we do that, our Lord, Jesus Christ, will give us his resources from abundance. And I pray he will do the same for you this morning. If you just realize that you lack mercy, peace, and love. I have to be very honest with you. When I was reading about fighting for faith, I thought that what we would need for that will be strength, will be power, will be courage. But instead, the Holy Spirit is telling us that all we need is mercy, peace, and love. And in my heart, I was like, are you kidding me? How could I, how could I win? With mercy, peace, and love. How can I be sure? And how can you be sure that fighting with mercy, with peace, and love will grant you the victory? And the only reason I can give to you is that there was someone else who fighted a against the sin of, of, of this world and who fight for faith and he won and he fought with mercy, peace and love and that was Jesus Christ. And his mercy and his peace and his love assured not just his victory but our victory too. So let me ask you this morning, are you fighting for what really matters? Are you fighting for faith? Or are you fighting for a more comfortable life? Are you fighting for more pleasures? Are you fighting for more vacations? For more distractions? For more things to enjoy in this world? While your faith is shrinking every day and becomes smaller and smaller? My beloved, I want to be as clear as possible. Not all of us, not all of us are taking this fight for faith seriously enough. But I pray that we do here in, in Brela, Romania. And you'll do the same there in Ottawa, Canada. Because if we're going to do that, we will receive the crown of, 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 of heaven, the crown of, of glory that Jesus will give to all 
who fight, who fought for, for, for faith. So, let me pray for you this morning. The Lord will give you this grace. If you are not fighting for faith, to have the freedom to confess it where you are and say, Lord, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my energy fighting for something that doesn't matter. Please, please change my life, change my mind, change my heart. And I know that he will do that. So let me pray. Father, we are so grateful. We are so grateful that you gave us a new potential for our lives. We were seeking with just everybody else um, everything that make, makes life comfortable. We're just seeking to enjoy ourselves while we are letting days by days to pass over us and years by years. And we just realize, looking back, that we wasted so much time and we don't want to do that anymore. Thank you for giving us the chance for fighting for something that is um, eternal, that has eternal value, and that is our faith. Our faith that is actually your gift to us by grace and grace alone. Thank you for Jesus Christ who provided for us a new identity. Identity that makes the hell tremble and the devil tremble. Thanks, thank you for giving through Jesus Christ a new value to us. A value that comes from you. The one who has all the right in this universe to give value to someone. And when you give value to someone, oh, that value will remain forever, forever. Thank you for assuring all the resources we need. Not just to survive, not just to get through life in a good way, but to win this battle, this battle for faith. Thank you for the abundant mercy we receive every day because of the perfect work of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the peace that can conquer our minds and thoughts and can get to others through us. And thank you for the love that you give to us every day so that our buckets are filled, so full that can overflow on others. Continue to bless my brothers and sisters in Hope, Ottawa. Please bless their lives and in the struggle they face even now, continue to be their joy and hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.